0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? Hope you are doing well. My name is Andrew Kuhn from Focus Compounding on air live with Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how's it going today?
1: It's going very well, Andrew. How's it going with you?
0: It's going great. We hope it's going great with everybody else as well. If this is the first time you're tuning in with us, thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to go to focuscompounding.com to get access to everything that we push out into the investing universe. Uh, follow me on Twitter at, at @focusedcompound, And of course, if you're interested in learning about our money management services, you can reach out to me at andrew at FocusedCompounding.com. You can get more information on that on the Invest With Us tab at our website, FocusedCompounding.com. All of the information is in the description below. So today, Jeff, is a podcast that we knew we'd have to talk about at some point. Of course, we, uh, you know, would have liked it to be a lot later than sooner. Um, and uh, Mr. Charles Munger has passed away at 99 years old. His birthday is January 1st. So he literally made it like what, 9. 9, or 9.9 or 99.9 uh, years on this floating rock. Uh When he passed away, I was reading a 10K or on sec.gov. I wasn't even looking at Twitter or my phone. I was sitting right here. And then I happened to look at my phone and I saw a Wall Street Journal notification. And the first words were Charles Munger, Charlie Munger. And instantly, like my heart sank before even like reading the rest of the headline. I just kind of, I figured that's what it was. Um And he passed away. And I felt... Surprise, which I don't know why I, I did. I mean, he lived a very long life that should have been celebrated. But I guess I felt surprised because just a couple of weeks ago he was on a podcast, and you know his just uh, his mental capacity was as strong as ever. You know, um, so definitely lost a giant. Someone that I think everyone listening, including myself, including you, have uh, looked up to and learned a lot from. And uh, yeah, I thought we could dedicate a podcast to Charlie Munger and his life uh, because his life should definitely be celebrated, you know, 99.9 years on this earth. I would take that if I could sign a contract right now that says, you know, 99 years, I would take that, you know. So I guess what are your thoughts? Were you, I I sent you the email. Did you see it before I had sent you the email? No, several
1: people emailed me yeah at the same time yeah
0: yeah yeah very sad uh did you listen to his recent podcast Mm -hmm. that he was on i think his first podcast as well with acquired a a couple of vcs i don't know too much about them but i did think it was funny that they're venture capitalists and he spent majority of the podcast talking about how hard it is Mm -hmm. to be a venture capitalist how it's not a good business model how it's going to be hard for them in a very nice way of course um the uh article that i read on the wall street journal said that he died peacefully at uh, the hospital
1: so yeah so a lot of people had emailed you about it mhm all at the same time because like you said notifications from newspapers yeah mhm did you what what were some things that you looked up to about munger right
0: he's this renaissance man this polymath probably our generation uh benjamin franklin Uh, Mm -hmm. Buffett says that he's the reason that he started focusing on very high quality businesses and that Berkshire would not be what it is today without Munger's influence on him. Um, you know, I was going to ask you what you think was sort of a pivotal investment that Munger, um, participated in, or just, uh, just a huge, you know, just an investment that, you know, you think about when you think about Munger. I mean, for me, it's Seize candies because that's Mm -hmm. the investment that put Berkshire on this different path as opposed to focusing on cigar butts. But I don't know. What are some things that you look up to about Munger? Uh, I've always said, I think you're much more like Munger than than Buffett. Um, but yeah, any thoughts you have on him and his life? I think people would like to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, I. He's interesting. Um, the... He managed money for a brief period of time and never managed a lot of money. Um, most of what people know about him is from the connection to Berkshire and Buffett. Um, and he had a lot of interests other than investing in many of those later years. And uh, I think a lot of the ethical things that we talk about with Berkshire were influenced as much by him as Buffett. Um, and you know, even recent interviews and things where they asked about Costco or, you know, um, uh, some of the, you know, the the use that it has for society and stuff. I think that he want to invest in things that he feels, um, you know, harm society. Um, So I think a lot of that kind of thing with the Berkshire meeting, the two of them playing off of each other and everything, um, is probably what he'll be best known for because he... There's not many situations where someone plays that second person role that way, um, and I think that's changed the image of Buffett a lot that way, and of Berkshire, because there are those two people there, um, and he was willing to do that. I like basic, I think, that, yeah,
0: like basically say what Buffett is thinking or how he feels, but doesn't want to publicly say it. Munger was that person to say it. Is that what you're referring well,
1: to? He was willing to play a role in which he was not the primary person, um, which is unusual. I mean, it almost never happens, right? Occasionally it happens in a private situation, um, but usually almost always there's a falling out and stuff when that happens. Um, there's lots of great um, two person teams and things running companies, but for various reasons, there's problems. Uh, with that, especially when they get media attention on it and everything. And so I think outside of Berkshire, his role was probably very different, um, but he was willing to do that. And uh, he saw, talked a little bit about that at times. But I mean, um, so he's actually the stuff where he played a more secondary role is probably what he's most famous for. And we know the least about the things where he was doing things on his own or was the sort of senior partner.
0: hmm. hmm.
1: So do you think a lot of that comes from lack of ego? Yeah, um... Not being I think... so
0: crazy about... He had always said, I didn't set out to get super rich. He just wanted to become independent and he overshot. So do you think from mm-hmm. him it was just... I mean, like, when I think about Munger, honestly, and somebody had a tweet about this, he had said, like, I don't know the exact wording. He's like, I think he said, like, Munger's the true G or he's just... He's, like, the best. He found Lee Lu, He found Buffett. He found the mm-hmm. guy from BYD. He invested in all these guys. Yeah. And then, you know, he enjoyed life he had a lot of children he had a bunch of interests uh outside of investing uh the guy had pointed out he even owned a yacht like basically mm-hmm. he just he lived this um very like well-rounded life and i think buffett as a lot of people would say probably him too he has spent his entire life just focused on investing mm-hmm. which there's no you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, not judging. Uh, But I think people will look at Munger and be like, he lived a very
1: well-rounded, great life. Yeah, I think uh, a lot more people will be attracted to Munger's life. Yeah, I mean, I think the situation where I was talking about with Buffett, uh, it may be a lack of ego, but I I don't think so as much as um, he just recognized Buffett as an extraordinary individual and thought you should... um, uh, link up with someone like that. I think he even said that to his, um, someone shortly after meeting Buffett, you know, you don't understand what this person's like and stuff. And I think that it's probably true whether it was Lee Lu or where you're talking about with BYD or um, Costco or any of those things. I think those are mostly people decisions um, to a large part and wouldn't have been done if it wasn't for that. So I don't think that he has any problem that he had any problem with um, doing that uh, where someone was really an extraordinary person. Um The other part of it is that, you know, since he had independence in terms of what he said and what his opinions were about things, um, that makes it easier too. So it's not like he ever had to agree with Buffett. I mean, at the last Berkshire meeting that, you know, um, Buffett was saying, oh, well, you know, we had a lot less money back then. And that's why it was um, easier then than now. And he was saying, no, it was easy for everybody back then. It's impossible now, you know, be a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah. Future is going to be a lot worse. And
0: Buffett's like, oh, no, the future is going to be a lot better. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh So it's easy if you don't have to agree with the other person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there one thing that stands out to you? about munger and his life maybe a lesson or something that you'll think about or you think aspiring investors should think about
1: um well there i mean i think we mentioned before the uh that he talked about reading barons for 50 years or whatever and getting one idea from it um munger was obviously much more uh made much fewer decisions and i think one thing that is interesting for him versus um, uh, for, for individuals listening to his podcast to learn from, it would be easier for them to behave like Munger than like Buffett. The thing that's impressive about Buffett is that he spends all his time thinking about investments and everything and then doesn't pull the trigger, which most people can't do. So like for, I don't know now, over a year or something, like every quarter Berkshire, which is Buffett and the other investment managers has probably sold more stocks than they bought. And yet they go in from, from nine to five, you know looking at everything and trying to make decisions, and then you know having all these choices in front of them and not making them. Charlie Munger is easier in that it was um, his investing, except for a period where he was running the fund, um, was much more like a, a hobby, right and it's much easier to be a successful investor that way to as a hobbyist than as a professional um, because you can't force good opportunities Um, just working harder and stuff doesn't make it turn up more situations. So you have to, so, you know, like how he managed daily journal where they bought a lot of stocks right after the financial crisis and then did nothing for a long time. You know, that's easier for people um, that way. And so I think that gives you that lesson the same thing with like putting in money in with Lee Lou or with suggesting BYD to Berkshire. He didn't suggest a lot of different investments to Berkshire. Um, So you know, th- these long periods of inactivity and then just jumping on something when it's a big opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: I forgot to add, I mean, from listening to these recent podcasts with Todd Combs, I mean, Munger technically mm-hmm. found Todd Combs as well. Uh, and it's a huge, I mean, is, is the reason why he's with Berkshire, right? From all of their conversations. And Todd had said, he didn't realize it at the time, but he was basically kind of interviewing him, getting to know uh, Munger. Munger was getting to know Todd Combs before he brought him to Buffett. It was like, you got you to gotta speak to him.
1: Yeah, and I think that Buffett would, uh, you know, that he trusted Munger on people um, decisions more so than anything else probably and his judgment of people, yeah. Where do you think Berkshire goes from here? I mean,
0: obviously Buffett's still alive and uh, well, it sounds like. Uh, what do you think happens from here? I mean, does it get people to start thinking more about
1: Berkshire after Buffett and Munger? Uh, no, I mean, I think they've already thought about that. So I don't think that that's uh, changes it. I mean, uh, Munger's influence on Berkshire's actual decision making and stuff, I think was decades ago, you know, um, uh, certainly publicly and stuff. It's been a he's been a big influence and in, on the annual meeting and how that works and everything. But, um, you know, Buffett has also just gone to speak to cnbc and things like that more often anyway over time on his own in the last 15 years or so kind of so um i think that that change has already happened really
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. so when you talk about like munger's
0: ethics or his views on people and stuff like that i mean how are some ways you think that has really shaped berkshire i mean do you think it's more so like not investing in companies that aren't great for society you think that's a huge huge reason why they have invested in tobacco companies, for example. Like there's a story in the snowball when they went to visit Salman Brothers and Munger yeah. asked Buffett, like, basically, are you sure this is what you mm-hmm. want to invest down if they're overlooking the trading floor or what? Yeah. But basically it was like, Are you sure about this? And Buffett was, I think they said like he was like, Mm-hmm. Like he basically mm-hmm. kind of uh said that, which basically means, oh shit, I don't know about this, but yep, we're doing this, you know. Um So what do you think that is? Do you think that more so is just his, I don't know, just his Midwestern values, looking up to Benjamin Franklin, just these common sense approaches to life, just a very strong inner scorecard. I mean, what do you think that is? What sort of uh, influence do you think he had on uh, Berkshire's story like that?
1: Well, I think the Munger was much more rules-based in his approach to things um, and certainly more likely to avoid situations that would be difficult. Um, I think he'd be much more willing to give up a lot of returns um, versus making the absolute best rational decision, whereas for Buffett it would be very difficult um, to make a decision that doesn't, you know, makes to give up on a decision that makes sense on the numbers, just because it's going to be unpleasant personally and everything. He did do that over time with getting out of doing things like Dempster Mill and stuff that taught him enough about that to avoid those situations, even when they were very attractive. Um, but I think, yeah, um, Munger after he got rich, I think didn't, um, wouldn't, uh, worry about that kind of thing. I don't think he would mind if Berkshire had a few percentage points less or whatever in return as long as it meant not having to deal with certain things that were um, more likely to cause trouble down the road.
0: So you're basically saying he's much more willing to step over a dollar bill uh, that he mm-hmm. thought could be worth $1. fifty, or step over 50 cents that he thought could be worth a buck uh, if you know the return on brain damage wasn't there?
1: Yes, I think that, that's there. definitely yeah. true. Um, thinking about how you want to live your life and um the difficulties that's going to cause for you and all that kind of stuff, yes. Whereas Buffett is much more calculating that way in terms of, well, you know, looking at the situation and can they really pass that up and everything. I think the Buffett makes much more sense as someone to run Berkshire than, than Charlie Munger would. Um, because, I, I mean, I don't think Charlie Munger would have kept doing it ever. I mean, I'm sure he would have retired and stuff from something like that. That's not, you know, most people would. Um, You know, for Buffett, it is, I think, just a game. And so the numbers, you know, it doesn't matter that he has unimaginable wealth and stuff, Um, you know, that that would have caused him to stop 50 years ago if he was worried about how much money he had. You know,
0: mm-hmm. is there anything about his life? I know his life and career are one and the same, but is there anything about his life that you admire or you think about when you think about Munger?
1: Oh well, I mean, you know, there's the book "Damn Right" and and um, other things that you can find about Munger. Munger had an operation um, that went badly, and um, how he dealt with that, also how he dealt with the death of a child and everything, um, are things that people could look into on that. Um, uh, you know, because it was human error, basically, in the case of the the operation. But you know, um, I refer that... to his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, yeah. it wasn't just the loss of an eye, but the incredible amount of pain and stuff that you go through from that because of what happens. And normally you would, you know, sue and it would be a big deal, um, um, uh, doing that, but he did not. Um, he
0: rationalized it by saying, well, 5% of these operations that happens. So mm-hmm. he, that's yeah. literally what he said. I think a damn right. Yeah. That's what I think about it as well, too. His, uh, he was divorced, broke. uh his nine-year-old son died, which I can't imagine that pain. And then yeah, his he he lost his eye and just this act of what he called soldiering on, right? Just continuing to to move forward and push forward and soldier on. That's definitely what I think about most when I think about him. It's not the fact that he was, you know, Buffett's right hand
1: man or worth a couple billion dollars or whatever. It was just this Yeah. And so that relates to a lot of the psychology of misjudgment and his interest in psychology and all of that. But it is worth mentioning that he wrapped up the partnership basically for that reason, that while he was able to do that, I think he realized that uh, that's not how other people work and that managing money for other people, you really can't do that. Um, You can't control their um, uh, thinking about that kind of thing and being able to soldier on with stuff. And so. you know, uh, I think that's something that he decided he did not want to continue to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And he had a bunch of other interests right outside of investing.
0: I mean, you had talked mm-hmm. about psychology I and mean, it sounds like he was really big into architecture, science, uh, studying, uh, you know, past what you would call like great individuals. I mean, he literally knew basically everything. When you're listening to uh, Todd Combs talk about they were talking about, you know, some physics thing and you know the laws of the universe. I mean, Munger was basically he knew about all of it. You could sound like you could throw anything at him and he had some familiarity with him, right? Well read. He Mm -hmm. just spent his entire life um, you know, reading and, and learning and pushing forward. And um, you know, from that podcast that we listened to that came out I don't know, a month or so before he passed away, which I imagine was recorded somewhat recently uh you know his mind was still there which i think for somebody like him that is such an intellectual power horse not losing his sanity or his mind towards the end uh, you know is everything it would have been obviously way worse if he just his his mental acuity declined i mean it sounded like he was basically charlie munger you know right up to the end and becky quick she actually has uh, a documentary i think coming out tonight we're recording this on thursday november 30th and i believe at 7 p.m today tonight there's a a tribute to munger because she had recorded something uh at his house recently to prepare for or i think this video was for his uh 100th birthday uh next month and uh they released some parts of it and you know like he even talked about naturally him and buffett thought about you know purchasing bigger and better homes because a lot of their friends throughout their life as they became incredibly successful bought bigger and better homes and you know they stayed away from it both him and buffett and becky asked him why and he said because uh they thought it would be better for their kids right uh it's all about the children and sometimes children when they come in this Crazy amount of wealth, they think they have to live a certain way or they're above other people or whatever, and I don't know just his personality is something that I admire and something I think should be studied and looked up to. you know I gotta say I'm quite sad that like uh Walter Isaacson hasn't done like a biography on him, mm-hmm. you know, I know he just released a book on Elon Musk, which I read and I liked, but I think Musk's story is still going on, you know, I think it was a little mm-hmm. premature, uh, but Walter Isaacson is uh written a book on uh benjamin franklin and a few other uh i mean obviously steve jobs he do one on is there someone else like Mozart? i don't know who else he did it on but i think he would be a perfect candidate for walter isaacson and rational walk actually tweeted that out and i was like yeah i i, I agree completely so mm-hmm. uh yeah very interesting life i feel like uh my grandfather passed away i will say Uh, Mm -hmm. It's sad, uh, but it also on the other side is amazing. 99 years, 99.99 years, like very well lived. Um, And as someone that, you know, like I tweeted out, I'll often think about him until the day I die uh, and just his principles, you know, and um, the way that he thought about life. I think it's, I think he lived a a very good life. Do you have any final thoughts on
1: Munger? Uh, No, I mean, uh, you know, most of the, you can still enjoy all the different things that he's put out in the different conversations that you have, yeah. all the transcripts that you have, all the books that they have there. So I think that, you know, um, that was always his thing to read things, you know, whether I forget what he called it, uh, making friends with the eminent dead or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so you can certainly do that, that mm-hmm. whether he's alive or not.
0: Yeah, that's a good part about legends never dying, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to continue to talk about Munger as if he's still here on this earth. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was a religious person?
1: No. Really? He didn't so you... comment on that uh, when asked about it, but no.
0: Yeah. I remember, I, I've seen that video. Buffett said he's agnostic, and Munger just basically mm-hmm. said that he doesn't want to talk about his religion.
1: Mm-hmm. I think Munger was more likely to not talk about uh, political topics. Um controversial topics things like that than buffett i think buffett has changed on that and i think that in the last 10 years or so he's changed to not wanting to talk about those things mm-hmm. but i think there was a time when buffett would talk more openly about that stuff mm-hmm. i think that munger would not talk about things that he doesn't think that he would be able to change people's opinions on and stuff and just know that there's certain topics that you just shouldn't bring up
0: mm-hmm. so if i had to guess i would think he believed in something okay. uh, even einstein believed in you know, something, this higher power Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, So if I had to guess, that's what I would think. I don't think he would be, he would consider himself agnostic or atheist or anything. I think he, if I had to guess, I think even though he's very science-minded and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, thinks about biology and Darwinism and all this stuff, I still think that uh, he would believe there's something, you know, so Mm -hmm. for what that's worth. Anyways, well, I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in with the both of us on the Focus Compounding Podcast. I'm going to speak about Munger, like I said, and Buffett, just as I always do, just as if he's alive, right? Uh, Legends never die, and uh, his principles will live on forever. And I am greatly indebted to him uh, because, obviously, he has shaped a lot of my life and the way that I think about things. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely a hero of mine, and I think that's obvious, too people that have listened to us over the past five years. So I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in with Jeff and myself on the Focus Compounding Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening or watching us here today. Um, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at, at @FocusCompound. We are uploading podcasts on Mondays and Wednesdays. Um, if you have any topics you would like us to go over, you could shoot them over to me at andrewatfocuscompounding.com or DM them to me on Twitter. Tom, thank you everyone so much for tuning in, and we will see you in the next podcast. Take care.